the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Monday, September the 26th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. On September 26, 1960, the first ever nationally televised debate between presidential nominees took place as Democrat John F. Kennedy and Republican Richard M. Nixon faced off before the nation on television. Today, in 1777, British troops occupied Philadelphia during the American Revolution. Today, in 1888, poet T.S. Eliot was born in St. Louis, Missouri. Eliot wrote a number of remarkable poems. Today, in 1986, William H. Rehnquist was sworn in as the 16th Chief Justice of the United States, while Antonin Scalia joined the Supreme Court as the 103rd member. Today in 1990, the Motion Picture Association of America announced it had created a new rating, NC-17, to replace the X rating. A little more deceptive. Today in 2016, Republican Donald Trump and Democrat Hillary Clinton participated in their first presidential debate. It was held at Hofstra University in New York. Today in 2020, President Donald Trump nominated Judge Amy Coney Barrett, a former clerk to the late Justice Antonin Scalia, to the Supreme Court to fill the seat left vacant by the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Amy Coney Barrett, of course, serves on the Supreme Court today as a result of that. I've been hearing a lot recently about loneliness. You know, you live among people. I mean, the world's population keeps growing, and you may live in a city or in a small town somewhere or whatever. But I keep reading stories. In fact, there are newspapers, there's magazines now coming out, and a couple of television, um, kind of a documentary on loneliness. And I'm hearing this more and more today. And uh, obviously, the, the pandemic created a great deal of loneliness and the separation that we all had, thanks to Fauci and his misleading of America. But there are other reasons that we experience loneliness as well. And I think that that is kind of a human component. But I was thinking of that today, and I've been seeing these articles. I've been thinking, man, you know, people are lonely, and yet we live in and among people. But loneliness is something that can attach itself to any of us at any point in our life. And a verse, a scripture came to my mind. Let me share it with you this morning. It's Psalm 119, verse 63. I am a companion of all them that fear thee and of them that keep thy precepts. In that verse and other verses, a number of other verses, we find that God is understands our loneliness, our fears, our anxieties, our wants, our dislikes. He understands the nature of human beings because he made us. He created us in his image, but we are a broken reflection of God. And we have the emotions that God understands. 
And he knows that we go through times of fear and anxiety and, yes, loneliness. And God says, I am your friend. I am your companion. I am there. I am present. So I would just encourage you, as this, if this has been an issue with you lately, allow God to just do something special in your life and just turn your attention on God. Jesus is the answer for the world today, as my old friend Andre Crouch used to sing. Without him, there's no other. Jesus is the way. And he is, of course, the companion that we all need in our times of loneliness. There's an interesting story that's coming out of um, Italy this morning. It had, I mean, they've been having their elections. They've been in the news quite a bit the last several weeks. But this Georgia Maloney, she apparently has won the election there, and she's the leader. They have, they have a number of parties. It's not basically a two-party system like we have here in the United States. But this Georgia Maloney, and I've been kind of following her. She's kind of an interesting uh, person, and she's the leader of the Brothers of Italy political party. Well, they won the most votes in Italy's national election last week. And this morning, she's preparing to take over the country's first woman premier. And I think it's today there's a ceremony where she actually takes over the leadership of the country. It's interesting what she ran on politically. This is Italy now. Italy's not known for a lot of things. I mean, it's known for some, of course. It's beautiful. But she ran on a center-right coalition um, of leadership under her in her party. And what she has been saying consistently over the last number of weeks, she has been saying this, and I'm quoting her, we defend God, we will defend our country, and we will defend family. Her whole campaign was built on opposition and she said it out loud, opposition to gender ideology and the LGBTQ lobby alongside support for strong borders and an end to this limitless open border mass migration. That's what she's been talking about. And she won the election. That's interesting. I don't know. We're not Italy, but I don't know how much you can take from that. But I, it could be that people around the world are getting sick and tired of the current leadership. I know there's problems. There's, there's, there are people that are beginning to surface in Europe that are saying some of the same things. We'll see where that goes. But I think people are reaching a point where they're saying, wait a minute, this isn't what I believe. This isn't what I want. This isn't who I am, and so on. So that's where we are in the world today. What a great opportunity in this time of extreme confusion to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Without him, as my old friend Andre Crouch used to sing, without him, there's no other. Jesus is the way. Very true. White House, there's a White House advisor that was on MSNBC yesterday on Sunday, she was going off. She's a senior advisor 
to President Joe Biden. Senior means pretty close, I guess. I don't know if Joe Biden pays attention to her, but she's a she's a senior advisor. She was on MSNBC yesterday morning, and she was proclaiming that mega Republicans, that's anybody that likes Trump, I guess, that voted for Trump, that might mention the name of Donald Trump, whatever. She was proclaiming to the to the nation, not really on MSNBC, the nation is not watching MSNBC, nor are they watching NBC, really. But NBC's ratings are not great. But nonetheless, she was on there, and she was saying that the MAGA Republicans pose a danger to our democracy. And they are seeking, now if you voted for Trump, she's talking about you. And they are seeking to, quote, destroy the United States of America. Those are her words. So everyone who voted for Trump or even likes Trump or kind of believes in the make America great again thing, you are destroying the United States of America and you are a danger to democracy. That is pretty much the theme of the left, of the Democrat Party. She said it's important that we look at this mega Republican agenda and those who seek to lead our country like Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy will become the um, Speaker of the House if the Republicans take control of the House in the election coming up in November here. Uh, She said, like Kevin McCarthy, who will lead our country if Republicans take the House in November, it's important that we pay attention to what they, what the agenda will be. This is the former mayor of Atlanta, uh, Keisha Lance Bottoms is her name. She was pretty vocal as a a, um, mayor there. Now she's a senior advisor to President Biden. She said the mega Republican agenda is a very, very dangerous agenda. Why is it a dangerous agenda when you're trying to build the faith or to rebuild or refocus faith in God in America, God was so much a part of our founding, and he blessed the founders and gave them, I believe, inspiration to do what they did. Certainly he gave inspiration to the Continental Army under the leadership of George Washington to win a war that nobody on this planet thought the colonists could win, and they did. They weren't trained military people, and Great Britain, of course, the British were the most highly trained, the most forceful army on the planet at the time. So why why is mega people destroying America when we are basically returning or trying to return the mega thing to some of the most fundamental principles upon which this country was built? I, I don't... I can't believe that they think people will believe it, but I guess the reason they think people will believe it is because some do. And that's sad. It's very unfortunate because our founding principles are the principles that made America great. I mean, it they just are. It's undeniable. And as we have moved away from the God who created us and the God who blessed this nation in its infancy, in its founding, as we move away from that, we have moved into chaos and decline. And yet they are out there saying that Anybody who believes in these principles, I mean, put Trump aside, set him over on the sideline for a moment, 
anybody that believes in fundamental conservative Christian values and policies are destroying America. It's because they have an entirely different view of America. And speaking of destroying America from within, excuse me, had to take a little sip of water here. Speaking of destroying America from within, there is a diversity and inclusion training by the United States Air Force Academy that is very concerning. The Academy is in Colorado. It's a beautiful campus. It instructs cadets to use words that include all genders. They are all in at the Air Force Academy. I mentioned this in passing on Friday on this program. I looked into it more over the weekend, and I want to talk a little bit more about that today because, man, this is concerning. I mean, really concerning, because there are countries on this planet that would love to bring down America. And I don't think they're above trying if they think they have a chance. We know who they are. I mean, China clearly is on a path to world domination in their mind. They're expanding every opportunity they have to take more and more control. Do you know that they're buying up land at a breathtaking, breathtaking pace? In America, they're buying farmland by the thousands of acres. And there are reports out there, and I'm, I'm going to look into this more, but there are reports out there that where they're buying this land is very strategic. I'm talking about the Communist Party. I'm talking about China. They're buying farmland close to our military bases, and they're buying it at an alarming rate. And someone says, well, we, why, why don't we stop them? Well, we have a policy that doesn't allow the government to stop them from buying. They have a right to buy land in America. I mean, that's concerning to me. Korea, South Korea owns a lot of land in America, too, farmland and one thing or another. That doesn't hurt us. They're, we're pretty well aligned with South Korea and other nations. But when China starts buying it, then you, all of a sudden it should be a wake-up call. That's, what, that's the world we live in today, and that's what's going, some of the things that are going on. With that in mind... And we've got Iran in total meltdown now. The the people are rebelling against the government, and the government's right on the cusp in Iran, the cusp of having nuclear weapons, and on and on it goes. At a time when we need the strongest possible military, this diversity and inclusion is just seeping through the cracks and into the institution of our military. I want to talk about the United States Air Force Academy, but it's not only the Air Force Academy. It's other other parts of our military as well. But the U.S. Air Force has been outed for carpet bombing, kind of. It's Officer Academy with more dangerous, woke stupidity. Many are saying, I mean, anybody with a clear mind are saying, what are they thinking? This is silly. It's just stupid. And more and more people are talking about it, even over the weekend. This time, they're dropping the terms mom and dad. And for a class exercise, and I'll get to more of that in a moment, but for a class exercise, the future second lieutenants, these cadets, they write down animal names to demonstrate their diversity. It's an exclusive story. Fox first 
put this out there, and now others are talking about it. A lot of other news organizations are are reporting on it, but the the mainstream or the main media, the legacy media, as they call it sometimes, they're not talking about it. They don't want you to know. They don't want America to know. So they're silent on the issue, as far as I can see. But in this exclusive article, Fox News reported that cadets at the U.S. Uh, Air, Air Force Academy are being forced to sit through a diversity and inclusion class in which they are advised to use person-centered and general gender-neutral language. And the Academy leadership argues that this diversity and inclusion baptism is the key to our military being war-ready. I don't believe that. I'm not a warrior in the sense of that. I, I don't have a lot of knowledge about the art of war and so on, but I don't believe them. I simply don't believe that focusing on your belly button and on what gender you are and not to call your mom mom and not to call your dad dad and don't say girlfriend or boyfriend and all of this nonsense that they're teaching these cadets, I don't believe that makes us war ready. I don't think George Washington would have believed it either or any of the others that followed him. I'm pretty sure China and Russia, even Iran and North Korea, I'm pretty sure they're cheering them on and saying, oh, yeah, you go for it. Yeah, you get all gender inclusive and get all, all you know, jacked up on that. Is our Air Force and now our newly created Space Force in a tailspin? I pray it is not. But it sounds like it could be. Cadets are receiving this special award. It's a purple robe, like a rope you'd tie a knot in, pull something, whatever, a rope. This purple rope, when they complete their diversity and inclusion training, they have photos of each completed class being put on the web, the World Wide Web, WWW, as some people still say. Everybody sees it. I mean, it's out there. The homosexual community is rejoicing. They're celebrating. Most likely, the enemies of America are celebrating as well. This is not progress. The President of the United States and his cohorts talk about progress, making progress. Kamala Harris starts talking and the words flow out of her mouth and they don't even connect. They don't even make sense. But she keeps using the word progress. We're making progress and blah, blah, blah. Fox News captured the photo of the cadets posing for a photo after graduating from this cadet wing diversity and inclusion program this summer, allowing them to advise students on diversity at the U.S. Air Force Academy. Each cadet wears this purple rope across their left shoulder, symbolizing their position as a diversity representative. That's what they're called. They're not just indoctrinated. They are commissioned, like the Great Commission of the Air Force, to become a representative of diversity. How in the world can we become representatives of diversity and knock down a China or Russia who could attack America. I don't know. I'm a common man. I'm a simple man. Maybe I don't understand these things. But boy, that sure doesn't sound like the path to victory to me. At the beginning of the training, the cadets are assured that what's said here, this is a quote from their material, what's said here in the classroom stays in the classroom. Let's have each other's backs. And the cadets are instructed not to share people's stories with their name or identifiers. 
This presentation also asks cadets to finish prompts like, what I think about me in terms of who I am. Another one on the, on the material that I, I saw said, what others think about me. What might be under, misunderstood about me. And how squad slash classmates can help me feel valued and better about myself. Man, does that sound like a winning formula to you? I mean, when when nations rise against nations, I feel good about myself. I think I'll take a selfie of me on a tank. I don't mean to be cynical, but man, what in the world are they thinking? This information, the documents were shared exclusively with Fox Representative Mike Waltz, he's a Republican from Florida. He's a former Green Beret, and he's an Afghan war veteran. He said these materials are alarming. And he said a lot of the cadets are not keeping it in the room, and they're sending it to their family, and their families are forwarding to Waltz and probably other elected officials as well, conservative elected officials. Waltz pointed out in this interview with Fox News that it's been a tradition in the military to get letters from mom and dad or your boyfriend and girlfriend for as long as there's been a military. Clear back to George Washington's Continental Army. Now we're instructing every cadet entering the Air Force not to say mom and dad, not to say boyfriend, girlfriend, and I'm quoting Waltz, and he says this kind of drive towards gender neutrality, he said, I think the Air Force should be worried about the macroaggressions against America that are happening all over the world. Well, we all, we little taxpayers out here, we kind of thought that's what they were focused on. The diversity and inclusion training, DNI as they call it, also includes an exercise asking cadets to separate into small groups and write down as many G animals, animals that start with the letter G, that they can think of in one minute's time. Even psychologists are saying, what does that mean? Well, I don't know. What does this activity show us about the power of combining our diverse perspectives, the activity says? If this were an operational USAF slash USSF, the United States Space Force challenge, think, this material says, I'm quoting from the material, think COA, that means course of action, development. What risks might be present if we did not fully leverage the diversity of our group. One slide in the presentation that I saw claims that the DNI training is critical for, quote, developing warfighters to be prepared to lead the USAF slash USSF with character. How can we lift others? It says. I'm looking at the notes from this class. How can we lift others, motivate our teams if we don't know our people? It asks, how can we elevate performance if we don't include people during planning and execution? Today, we are preparing to face challenges that may not exist today, the training says. For example, information warfare only became a career field seven years ago, and we stood up the the Space Force in 2019. This makes our need to innovate very critical. Thus, our leaders have deemed D&I is a warfighting imperative. Why is D&I diversity and inclusion, a war-fighting imperative. Does it matter 
if you're a homosexual, a bisexual, a transgender, an LGBTQIA, blah, blah, blah? I guess it does. I guess that's important in war fighting. Well, he's right. The Trump administration did stand up the new Space Force in 2019, but I don't think anyone dreamed it would be captured by the left as yet another opportunity to conquer our enemies, not to conquer our enemies, but to indoctrinate our cadets. According to the Academy's website, affinity groups help cadets gather around a shared affinity or bond and can be identity-based interest career-based, or cadet experience-based. That's scary. There was an August 2021 memo that Fox got a hold of by the Academy that proposed the DNI program. As I said, Fox got a hold of a copy of that. I mean, it's not hearsay. And it says that memo back in 2021 said, that we will create champions of dignity and respect to foster an inclusive inclusive climate in the cadet wing. Recommended training include, but not limited to, I'm quoting from their memo, inclusive leadership, conversation facilitation, unconscious bias, and cultural sensitivity. The structure for DNI staff, it says, will resemble Air Force Academy cadet wing character and honor staffs to reflect the DNI is also an institutional priority. Man, I always thought, even as a kid, I always thought that the Air Force institutional priority was to protect America. Waltz is a ranking member, Representative Waltz, he's a ranking member of the House Armed Services Subcommittee on Readiness. He says the program structure is particularly concerning because it appears to create a separate parallel chain of command. He said, to those of us who are a little bit older, it reminds us of what the Soviets used to do or what the Chinese do today, where they literally have political commissars inserted at every level of the chain of command up to the end of it. But they have a separate reporting chain to ensure that the military is abiding by their ideology and their political doctrine. Well, he would know. He's a veteran. Not only do they have diversity and equity officers in the cadet chain of command, he says, they wear a special insignia, which is exactly, that's that purple rope I was talking about. He said, which is exactly what the political commissars would do. He said they would wear an armband in both the Soviet army and now in the Chinese communist military. He said, I just think there are some really alarming parallels here. He added this, he said, when we, the Republicans, are in majority, we're going to legislate this and we're going to cut it out of the U.S. military. I suppose, I suppose that will turn out to be a cry from the left that mega Republicans are anti-military. I'll tell you, we live in an in incredible time in history. We need to pray for America. I was reading something else, and I came across a prayer that Franklin Graham prayed publicly. It was on a National Day of Prayer. I don't think it was last year. I think it was a year before, maybe. But Franklin said, in part in his prayer, Franklin Graham, he said, Lord, we are thankful for the abundant blessings you have bestowed on America. Our forefathers looked to you as protector, provider, and the promise of hope. But we have wandered far from that firm foundation. May we repent for turning our backs on your faithfulness. 
That's exactly what has happened. We have turned our backs on his faithfulness to America. And we must turn back to God in forgiveness and humility. Thank you so much for being with me today, and thank you for your support. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.